3: My name is Dave Hanreddy and there will be no Encore. Welcome to episode 150 of the No Encore Music Podcast. Craig Fitzpatrick.
4: I did not expect the episode to start, so the listener's <laughs> already won up on me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dahi
5: O'Droni. Hello,
3: how are you now? I'm good, yeah? I hate this weather. <laughs> this weather sucks. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> horrible.
4: It's really grim. You were
5: trying to sell the, the idea that tomorrow is like the first day of tomorrow spring. Tomorrow is
4: the first that day. It is. Spring. is. Oh, it's totally oh, are we doing this? No, I you it on March, It's the twentieth, twentieth of March. That makes
3: no, no sense. Like, spring it's four economics. seasons, mate. Divided into seasons, like like three months at a time. People get this wrong. The winter is November, December, January. So now, technically, as of this podcast, it's spring. Dropping, I it's agree. Spring. Yeah. You can come at me with your fucking weird uh, Mayan calendar Although nonsense. Although I do feel like so August
4: deserves to be in summer. But someone deserves. Has to, yeah, uh, no, yeah has exactly. Has to you have to think about it the I? other <laughs>
5: end. August is definitely summer.
3: August deserves, and now, It cold. It's
5: colder now.
4: A lot of good work. Over it's you, colder so. now
5: than it was the start of December as well. So. Yeah, which is concerning.
3: Uh, I think for the <laughs> for the few, planet. For the planet, yeah <laughs> it's
4: too cold right now to be rainy as well. It right. feels like it should just be like snow, something nice. I'm really regretting it even nice. Cut going, some slack. this slack. Po- music podcast. Weather talk, weather
3: pattern. Music podcast, guys. And uh, I want to say thanks to last week's uh, generous, gracious co-host, Michael Fry. He did a great job. Very, very coming good. Coming into the studio, got a, lot Funny nice, man. got a lot of nice feedback on that episode. We've got a lot of nice feedback on the show since coming back, actually, and we've noticed a bit of a bump in the listenership, which is nice. Yes. Mm. Uh, Welcome. Says that we're Welcome doing the right the thing, I guess. I don't know what that means. But uh, I would implore you to do just one thing if you enjoy this show. Just one thing. And that's this.
6: That's
3: right. Do what the man says. Tell your friends about it. Word of mouth. Organic. It's great. The real (laughs) SEO. (laughs) Vintage. (laughs) (laughs) Throwback. Right. So let's get it going. Last Friday. Dottie and I went to the 3 Arena and attended a quite bizarre show. Yeah.
4: What happened? Like, I haven't been following this whatsoever. So
5: it was Ben Howard, um, who, the last time I saw him, he was playing at Electric Picnic, and it was a very kind of a quiet, non-festival-type gig that was very, very quiet. And I was like, this doesn't go down well in a festival. Like, it just seems really, really weird. And I was expecting much different uh, for a kind of a proper show of yeah. his own and it really wasn't great was
3: it no it wasn't great and I'm not really I don't know him that much uh, I was kind of like you know I went on a whim effectively and dragged yeah. Ducky with me uh, so I didn't really know what to anticipate apart from I had been told before that he can be quite moody he doesn't play his hits, you know. It's
4: kind it's of this bit- is strange to me because I just assumed, you know, you think Ben Howard, thinks safe bare hands, you mm. know. I don't know <laughs> why. All, no. there's, a,
5: there's <laughs> a new album, um, and I'm pretty sure like he is now playing almost exclusively from this new album. And it seems wildly different from his previous stuff. Is he played
3: true? the entirety of the album, I believe. And he played a couple of tracks off mm-hmm. other stuff, but didn't really it's not very engaging. It's very ambient, very drawn out. It reminded me of that Smash Pumpkin gig I went away back when which was just terrible, lots of jamming. Um not really like like I say, not engaging. He didn't engage with the audience himself directly until about halfway through. And even then it was just like, All right, Delvin, how you doing? That's about it. Like and the stage setup, he was just as like like indistinguishable as all his other musicians. It wasn't a great looking show crowd couldn't really get into it and what it led to like even when there weren't dips in the audio of which there were many i've never heard at like a headline show the level of chatter right it was genuinely like main stage at a festival bad so throughout the entire yeah. arena so like what fundamentally came away to me was this is not an arena
5: show yeah this th- is that not was, that was the takeaway as well it's almost like he, he has too much of an audience for what he's actually Presenting, I think you know so. I mean. I mean, I feel like it, it would have worked a lot better inside the Olympia. But even
3: yeah. then, I don't know how well it would have worked. And like, look, people chatting at gigs is the worst thing ever. But I don't know how much blame I can really apportion to the crowd because people were kind of, what, what's happening? What? Why are? Why are we being? Why is he doing this to us? <laughs> <laughs> why? Bend, why is there such a? And, such and it, a it, it wasn't
5: just from where we were as well. I mean, so was I went down to the bathroom um, about two songs before the end, and there was full crowds of people leaving. And then when oh. you checked on Twitter, there was a proper like Twitter. A cool a lot was of people on like, fire, man. really giving it out to him, like atting him and telling vitriol. him how bad he was,
4: and like. It no was one was strange. like popping down to the pub for an acoustic session afterwards <laughs> yeah. that's another
3: thing sorry yeah I, I noticed that uh, Bastille had to cancel yeah. their gig there on yeah. the Sunday which led to the inevitable <laughs> messages as in sure the sure as day turns tonight being like well some of us have travelled from Cork we've got a hotel and everything and babysitter you selfish bastards and very much like would you not get like would you not hire some instruments and do an acoustic gig like, This
4: <laughs> doesn't make any sense this always it happens doesn't. it just always happens it's like <laughs> I'm like has it become a joke is no. everyone being ironic and no, we're not getting they're it. Not. they're not. Being, they're
3: being entitled and they don't understand that like sometimes tragedies befall people and essentially they couldn't get the gear over. So it was tragic for
4: That's the gear. That's your emo album title. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes tragedies befall people.
3: No, it's called Tragedies Befall. Yeah, Tragedies Befall. I'm sorry. Yeah, opening for She Made Me A Love. Professional musician. <laughs> she Made Me love. She, she made me Learn to Love October. Uh, your friends in September. <laughs> <laughs> you friends in September. That's, that's my favorite thing. That's the the, thing. The Facebook thing. If you click on someone's oh. profile, your are friends in yeah, September. Yeah, what an emo band. <laughs> <laughs> what a bill. Uh, not a dry eye in the house that night. So essentially, people were upset about the Bastille thing. And again, it just, it's just like, it's, it, it raises a strange debate about fan entitlement. And like, what do you get when you buy a ticket? Like, I guess you've you've had to cancel gigs before. Surely. I, I think
5: I've only ever cancelled like one gig I'm pretty sure Iron over here what happened there for the anomaly that that was Um, this was like earlier on in my career and I was playing in um, Body and Soul and I got out of Body and Soul to get on a train to go to Sligo for another festival and this was before I was driving and I was getting a train with all my gear and I got as far as the train station and I realised that my uh, ATM card was um, completely empty of money so Gosh, I literally did not person. have the money to get on a train to go to the festival so I, I thought this was going to be a
3: thing where like some uh, stiff conductor was like no you're not bringing that gear on mate
5: no 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 it was just I literally didn't have the money to get to the next festival because I came back <laughs>
3: it's a good excuse I came back from I <laughs> can't uh, afford to go <laughs> I retrieved my bicycle from Drada this week and when I came back I tried to bring it on Dublin Bus and I got like the filthiest look from the bus driver <laughs> and they are like no and I was like okay thanks <laughs> well, like, <laughs> let's keep walking were you
4: surprised <laughs> I wasn't surprised, (laughs) but I wish I had seen that. It
3: it didn't do a lot for my self-esteem. Nor did going for a cycle in the Phoenix Park the other day in the Baltic cold when I wore a pair of shorts. And a jumper because I have no proper gear, right? And I was cycling around, and a car like beeped at me, and I was like, "Oh, that's great, that's oh, I great!" Like, they, presumably, he's like, "What are you doing, a lunatic?" A
4: jumper would you not have gone t-shirt just to match the shorts? You're already going to be cold. Jumper like. with the sleeves rolled up, and also like, man, I'm like telling you, I'm business, imagining like- woolen jumper as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah,
3: I'm telling you, like, oh, okay, we gotta so go cycling. Gotta roll but up but the no, sleeves. No, 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 here we go. I'm telling you. Like, oh, like, at one stage, like, uh, I, I realized quite quickly. I was like, I I suddenly couldn't begin to feel half of my left hand. <laughs> and the windshield in my face, my eyes started to water. And I was like, I actually was like, I'm going to die from exposure. <laughs> Like, this is awful. What have I done? He was, like, ringing his
5: little SOS
3: bell. Like, Help. This is what back, Lance
4: felt like on day 13. <laughs> please don't compare me, <laughs> me, me to Lance Armstrong. <laughs>
3: one of history's great sociopaths. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. Um, ben Harrod wasn't. Bastille will play again, and I will learn my lesson about cycling in winter chill. It <laughs> wasn't good, man. And there's, like, cyclists around, like, dressed to the nines, looking at me like, what the fuck are you? And I felt like, going, yeah, I haven't cycled in years. I'm just trying to get my bearings, okay? I picked the wrong day for it. I'll figure it all out. <laughs> you will figure it out. So uh, busy weekend last weekend. Before we before we uh, review several things, Greg. What did you do last weekend?
4: Uh, I just chilled at home, did some washing.
3: Did you watch the Bros documentary?
4: Yeah, I've seen it. It's amazing. So we've so all many seen quotables. it. I think we've all seen it. Yeah,
5: yeah it first
3: aired it first aired over Christmas, I believe. And I I just saw people kind of talking about it. Bros, for anyone who doesn't know, were a pop group. I mean, it, like the documentary was phenomenal. Kind of, well, pheno- <laughs> yeah, I suppose Zeitgeist. <laughs> The documentary is really bad at like giving you context for it stuff. Is. It, like, it's it kinda, just assumes a lot of it. Yeah, it just opens in media res and never explains <laughs> yeah. like who they were, that there was other member in the band who oh, never, yeah. gets, never gets yeah. mentioned. He never gets <laughs> mentioned, ever. You
5: see him and it's just like, who, who, is who is that guy? guy? And everyone's <laughs> like, nope, no, no, that doesn't so exist. So f-
3: it focuses on Matt and Luke Goss, brothers, twins, although there was like, what, like 13 minutes in The Difference or something, yeah. uh, who were in this uh, 80s pop phenomenon. They're genuinely huge. Like they really, really wear. Like it, it was kind of like you know One Direction style, Beatlemania style. people yeah. Like screaming at airports and like fainting when they hugged them. And they had a hell of a look. You know, like uh, platinum bleached blonde spiked hair and leather jackets with a neckerchief going on and mm-hmm. big jeans. Uh, they had so, a couple of tunes. One of which was uh, "When Will I Be Famous," which is a fucking belter. Oh, that's great the only tune. one I know, though. Yeah, um, great song. It's kind it of
5: funny because like, they were as big as that, and and the documentary proves that. But I don't really feel like they have much of like a legacy. No, no there's no
4: legacy. That's a good yeah. <laughs> no legacy. Point.
5: Yeah. The, the documentary's called. After the screaming stops, which was a Terry Wogan
3: thing when he said to them, you know, what will you do after the screaming stops? And this is basically what they're focusing on. So it's a reunion that they're doing and they kind of reconvene for this thing together. Now, essentially, Matt Goss, in particular, out right, of the two lads, is the most David Brent Alan Partridge hybrid ever like some of his quotes are just astonishing it's incredible like, where he yeah, said yeah. Uh, because of St- uh, Stevie Wonder he learned to be superstitious uh, <laughs> He was not one, to be at superstitious one point, oh, sorry. <laughs>
5: uh, at one point like a bouncer took a picture of him in the bath and he was like you know luckily there was bubbles so it was okay sorry no, no no no
3: no he said I was just taking a 15 minute nap in the bath and I was like what that is the most deranged thing what are you
5: doing Like uh, everyone has to be on the same page or else you can't turn the page
3: yeah, because you like might us. have to
4: learn something as you go to the next. Na- yeah, he also
3: said, uh, yeah, H O M E really spells out home for him. Because, <laughs> it was like, but then uh, the, my favorite one was when he described his relationship with his brother Luke, even though they hate each other. Yeah, like he said, because uh, it's like you know, he's he's a he's a rectangle.
4: Was it? Oh yeah, we're both rectangles. No, no, so like, he, he's he, a rectangle and he, I'm a rectangle. He's a rectangle and I'm, I'm rectangle we, and we that makes square. a rectangle, and square. And therefore, that's a fortress. We're a
3: fortress. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the end, he's trying to like he's trying to like do this big thing where he keeps mixing all these metaphors about like going down one way
5: roads. Yeah, yeah. He's trying and to he, tank the film he crew. He keeps
3: adding these metaphors, and I'm like, pick one and just fucking stick with it.
5: <laughs> he's so, like if there's 15 one way streets it's... and there's one two way street, and we've met in the
4: middle. There's also one. Met,
3: there's one the bizarre bit as well where they're hanging around the like the council state that they oh, grew up. The in.
4: In. Yeah, oh the conquerors. Yeah. And <laughs> the <laughs> biggest problem in England. And is, Matt Goss uh... randomly
3: turns into that Stuart <laughs> Lee sketch where he says, you know, <laughs> these days These days, if you say you're British, they'll throw you in prison. And it's like, what? L- look that sketch uh, up. They? But yeah, Matt basically... But the basically, pyrotechnics
4: as well. Mac- illusion of real pyros.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're real pyros.
3: Oh, all right. And, and, he goes he of storm- and he storms off and off. No, but he, like, he made the point about, uh, you know, he goes, oh, you, you, don't, you don't see kids playing Conkers anymore. Like, they've banned that, banned that in Britain. Can we bring that back? And Luke Goss in the background being like, what? Like, what yeah, no, he's like, I'm okay with it. I don't mind. So essentially, like, you know, Matt Goss uh, is like a resident Vegas singer. Luke Goss went on to become an actor. And here's the interesting thing about this guy. He looks like, you know... Uh, Diet Jason Satham. Literally, Jason (laughs) Satham on a diet. And essentially, he... Guillermo del Toro, fucking Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro is a big fan of his. He cast him as the villain in Blade 2 and Mm. the villain in Hellboy 2. And in both films, Lucas is genuinely excellent. Like, he's really, really good. However... He's since taken up his rifle place as, like, the guy starring in the Death Race franchise after Jason Statham leaves and all these, like, crappy DTV, like, actioners, essentially, in which he, like, you know, points guns and glowers a lot. Uh, I thought out of the two, he was the more sympathetic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even though he he was kind of, I think he was adding a bit of theatricality because he's an actor. It's such a strange documentary because, like, they're in this weird Spinal Tap Metallica-esque delusional situation for the most of it, but every now and then... They'll talk about their sister who died. Yeah, young it's really emotional. And their mother also. and all that kind of stuff. And that was like you do come away from it kind of feeling like a little bit of like like when they finally do the gig, you're kind of happy for them that it
5: goes. I, on. Oh like, yeah. To be honest, really I think it's good. like like the thing that makes it from a like if it was just the kind of the David Brank type stuff, it would be a good documentary. But what makes it a really great documentary is like you actually do feel for them yeah. in the end. Yeah, definitely. It like it does it does open up this really interesting idea of like you know there's two people in a band, and i say this happens with all sorts of boy, boy bands and girl bands and stuff where like one person's in the mega spotlight and the other person it's like this smashing of of two egos having a really really hard time and it's actually a really interesting watch from those parts there's some really like weird tense parts where they're having like full-on arguments with each other and it's just like oh my god i can't watch this anymore it's like insane we'll be talking about
3: another boy band later on the show when we (laughs) review the album by backstreet boys that's coming up but uh i can't wait (laughs) much more uh, formal and respectable fare from me this weekend when i watched nxt takeover (laughs) and the royal rumble (laughs)
4: I woke up on Monday morning And looked at my phone And the Whatsapp group Had like 392 <laughs> yeah, On <laughs> messages I was, there, I was just like Are you fucking kidding me <laughs> What happened because Josh the wrestling references So the <laughs> group, <laughs> chat,
3: yeah, group chat Yeah a group chat Myself and Josh Where uh, we both Sit up and watch The Royal Rumble Until like 5 in the morning And we are messaging Back and forth And Cullen was there For a bit of it as well And Cullen was like I have to go to bed now lads can I'm you, a grown up <laughs> Can you throw in can you throw in some non-wrestling like stuff to pad this out? At <laughs> yeah. the end so I don't. Yeah, so I so had destroyed. no
4: idea what I was coming into. I was just like, "What is this weird padding from?" Immediately gave up. I was like,
5: "Fuck this!" I'm not no did way. You put it on mute, did you? I did. I put uh, for on fuck's sake, man. Uh,
3: so essentially, yeah, I uh, you know every now and then the show we talk about wrestling, <laughs> NXT Takeover as ever was great. Royal Rumble was incredibly long. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! It goes on till five a.m. There's no yeah. need for it. None. But it was a bit of crack. Uh, even and is it
4: still it, just to get a title shot at WrestleMania?
3: Yeah, there's now a Men's Royal Rumble and a Women's Royal Rumble. Okay. Becky Lynch won the Women's Royal Rumble. Congrats to uh, her. Good Irish stock, having I'm lost guessing. in the <laughs> opening match. A really good match against Oscar. And then came back in when an injury happened to someone else and she took her spot. Big crowd reaction. Uh, yeah, it was. I I actually turned it off during the Men's Royal Rumble because I was like, I'm just I'm tired. And is
4: there anyone still in it that I would know from the late 90s to early 90s? <laughs>
3: um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Undertaker like shows up every now and then, even though like he really should just give this up. Okay, he hasn't been around for a while. Kurt Angle, um, yeah, Jeff Jarrett okay. came back for oh, okay. for a Royal Rumble right. comedy moment. but no, it's mostly uh, younguns now. Essentially, okay. I think um, it's not
4: have to let the new generation it's do not their not thing.
3: Terribly interesting. I mean, like like NXT is much better because they allow the wrestlers to like get their shit in. And they're generally well-worked and fun to watch. And also the show is like two and a half hours long, as opposed to if you add in the two-hour pre-show and the Royal Rumble, it's seven hours Good long.
4: <laughs> like this happens
3: every year. Like We go to Colton's and we watch WrestleMania, and we're like, it's going to be the like, best thing ever. It's
4: like the Oscars with turnbuckles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. It actually is, to be fair. But we'll have uh, more movie talk coming up. Uh, Dohi, you went on the radio this week.
5: I was. I was on the radio. I was on uh, RT Arena. Um Basically uh,
4: cheating on podcasts. Cheating uh, on podcasts, yeah, 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 yeah.
5: There, I couldn't get I couldn't get a mention in an encore. Was, it was a. I was trying to try and fit it in at some point, but it just just wouldn't work. And you just crowbarred in. I was I was going to ask them to introduce me as this thing, but it, there wasn't any time to Don't worry about to it. Do it either. So I felt bad. And um, basically, we were talking about kind of what makes a, a track uh, like a great track, as opposed to just a kind of a, a really really good track, like a kind of a thing that lasts forever. And they kind of brought me on as what I reckon is like a synth expert kind of thing, which I love. Yeah. Right. Like you look synth right? Get on this thing. And uh, they did like the research phone call uh, at the start of the day, and uh, they were like. Yeah, you know, kind of synthesizers are kind of known for um, not being hugely emotional. What would you say to somebody yeah. who kind of thinks that there's not enough emotion with, with <laughs> synthesizers? just, well, I would say that person is badly informed. Okay, yeah. well, listen, I had this conversation last night at the Choice Music
3: Prize Songs of the Year launch thing uh, with David Tapley of Tannen Felix fame. Mm. And he was saying there's a big distinction between synthesizers are not emotional or the music created by synthesizers is not emotional. To me, yeah. it's the same thing. And I assume they meant the Music that is created as a result of using a synthesizer. I was thinking about like synthesizers. I mean, a synthesizer itself is obviously not emotional because it's a fucking inanimate
5: object. But well, you can play it the same way as you can get an, an emotional yeah, performance out of a piano. What's like, the difference? They, what they were thinking of is like you press a key on a, on a synthesizer and it just plays a singular note and there's no emotional side of it. But you, you can play it just like you can a piano. It's now. The illusion of real um, emotion. It's an argument that's been going on for decades and <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I put up the fight pretty well. I added in like um, uh, everything in its right place from. Tom York. Um, Superb Radiohead song, yes. yeah. Yeah, uh, and then I had um, some Kate Bush in there as well, running up that hill.
4: And then I had,
5: uh, well, I had to kind of start off with, like, I Feel Love from Donna Summer and stuff like
4: that. Uh, yeah, you can right. make the argument that synth sounds, certain synth sounds are almost like a, a kind of cheat because they sound so lush and emotional mm. that even if the music isn't that great, you're just, like, swept away. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I fair. don't know.
3: The idea of it, though, like, that the, the synth music isn't emotional, it's so bizarre. <laughs> it's such a non-starter for me. It's yeah. Like, no, to, be, to be fair, like, my Favorite actually, albums like M83, Nice Eighty
5: yeah. 808s, and Heartbreak. I mean, like, what are you talking about? When I got on the show, it was pretty apparent that nobody agreed with that, so yeah, was yeah, fine. Yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't like I had to actually full on defend <laughs> yeah. it, but um, yeah, it was interesting. All right, fair
3: enough. Uh, so I also this week I interviewed Maggie Rogers uh oh, over, yeah. over the phone, very nice lady. Um, and it's the classic thing of waiting for the record label to call you, so she didn't ring one of the days last week and I'm like, "Grand, yeah, we can reschedule I hate it. That way. <laughs> it sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. You wait, like, it's a oh, nerve wracking It's really like, nerve actually gonna yeah. happen. I've been yeah. allotted like fifteen minutes, so I waited fifteen minutes and like contacted the rep and said, Hey look, it hasn't rang yet, it's grand, blah blah blah. blah. Then they tried to reschedule for the next day, and then it just fell down the cracks and I was like, Yeah, look, it's fine. And I think I was having this conversation with you Dahue this week that I was like, no matter what level of status somebody is, whether it's for Joe, whether it's for the podcast, whether they're a new artist or whether they're massive big name until I have them on the phone or have them in front of me, then it's not in the bag. <laughs> like you know, like stuff changes constantly in this game, and that's fine. Uh, but it can be a bit irritating. But essentially, finally got the call during the week, and as I was waiting for the woman to connect me to Maggie Rogers, uh, the whole music came on, and the whole music <laughs> was this. As uh, as noted on the show oh, a few wow. weeks ago, I can't escape this song or Sam Smith <laughs> or the generic club chair. I couldn't believe it. I, my jaw was on the fucking floor. Like. Is there
4: any such thing as good hold music though? What um, would what would suit you, so you? Was this
5: the hold music for the record label? <laughs> yeah. So like, but then like, what about the rest of the tracks that they release? Do they like have one track where they kind of go, look, we'll, we'll, we'll promote the track <laughs> as best we can. We'll even put your track as the whole music. for everybody. <laughs> yeah, i seem that was the sweetener
3: for something. Where point. do I sign <laughs> up? <laughs> that was the clincher. Like, I yeah. remember back in the day when I used to work in a phone store and I'd have to ring up like Meteor and that kind of stuff. And the whole music, the ones I can remember, there was Miracle Drug by U2, which is a terrible choice for whole music. It's just so nothing. Like to the point where like it dips so often you're like, hello, like have I been
4: hung up on? Yeah, yeah. And then
3: Bono comes back, Miracle <laughs> Drug, like Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and I remember uh, fucking Stalker Anthem, uh, The Police. Oh, The
4: Police, Every, every, breath, every you take, breath You Every Breath You Take. So
3: I, I had to listen to Every Breath You Take by The Police on loop for approximately 28 minutes
4: but That's kind of chill, though. It's kind of the genre you want. No, like, you want a bit of maybe, or maybe some yacht rock. This is when like it really, or really stood out to if me you just me now, how grim that song is. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh,
3: sorry, that's a, the, the, often like a first dance at a wedding I know, as well. it's
4: one of those yeah classic cases of people not getting the lyrics.
3: Puff Daddy Tribute or Bust. Yes, I agree. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hello from Adele would be pretty good. <laughs> oh <Yeah. laughs> not, That's bad. That's not bad so I <laughs> mentioned the Choice Music Prize Songs of the Year uh, launch which I went to in Tramline during the week free um, drinks was <laughs> it
4: I, I, may,
3: I may have received a
4: <laughs> complimentary
3: beverage I may have received a free drink one know, uh, and I paid for several more and it's, it's funny because the night ended with um, Chris Jones lovely man uh, who was there representing BBC Northern Ireland's Across the Line show he was getting vox pops with people you know acts who were playing at it and then he goes to me can I get one with you and I was like what so I went up into the street half cut and basically like rambled for three minutes people were, as a fucking Lewis drove by and I was like you can't use any of this mate <laughs> no, it's good as the sound of Dublin it's yeah, good sound of the streets so <laughs> went to the launch uh, I'm really bad at these launches guys to the point where I was openly telling anyone who I bump into how anxious I'm I am. I'm surprised you went well, so I was am I the, yeah
4: <laughs> what was the upside for you I was just curious I yeah. guess,
3: and because I enjoyed the choice prize experience last year so much especially like the afters of it was great so I just thought Fuck, show I'll your go. sport kind of thing almost. No, I just thought like I'll go I mean like it's a new year a new me you know um, <laughs> was
5: there people playing or was it just yeah fun? there was
3: 4 acts playing all of them equipped themselves quite well actually there was Leisha there was Great. Pillow Queens, there was Mango and Mathman, and uh, Saint Sister, Jafaris, and Cormac. Oh, so wow. here is the uh, lineup for the Choice Music Prize Songs of the Year shortlist Fontaine's DC with Two Real, Niall Horan with On the Loose, Hosier featuring Mavis Staples with Nina Cried Power. Please see our episode entitled New World Order for a 20 minute discussion on that <laughs> song and its video. <laughs> Gavin James with Always, Leisha with Again, Mango and Mathman featuring Days with Lord Hear Us, Picture This with One Drink, St. Sister Jafaris and Cormac with the af- aforementioned Causing Trouble, and Wild Youth with Can't Move On, who will win this because the whole point of this competition is to mobilise your fan base.
5: Hmm. It's quite interesting that St. Sister Jafaris and Cormac are in there because St. Sister has been nominated for an album. That song, they- though, was like like a commercial, like
3: a yeah. focused uh, thing. Do,
5: do we know who... Who chooses the tracks? Is it like a nomination? Okay, it's a
3: combination so the, the judges isn't it? put forward tracks. I did. A, I did it in my year. Yeah, but it's so also I. I think radio stations have some pull in this. As they well. do.
4: It's a. It's a bit. The whole it's thing a is, bit, yeah. <laughs> the whole
3: thing is like Nana Nyan talked about on his podcast this week. The whole thing is quite suspect, in as much as like, okay, like it has none of the prestige of the album thing for starters. It is a mobile, like it's a vote. You go to Ortiz's website. I think when it started out, it was a case of like texting your vote because it's a phone company yeah, supporting phone it, company, yeah. which made some degree of sense. Yeah. But it reminds me of like the Battle of Bands competitions I played in before about ten years ago, where it's you know sell X amount of tickets, therefore your, have X amount mates. of support. Yeah. And, it feels
4: to me almost like a necessary evil. If like if this gets enough attention for the overall album prize and keeps it going, do you know what I mean?
5: The thing I said last year and the thing I said I I am repeating this year is at the end of the day there should also be a best music video category I think yeah, it's like a yeah, massively definitely. important thing and you know there be people who obviously this is what we're saying it's like to kind of boost up the actual power of it or whatever mm. but some artists put so much money time and effort into videos um, that they should really kind of have one of those as well um, there's a couple of omissions on this as well I was just quite surprised by I mean Talos, Kansas for instance sorry
3: I've also, admitted, yeah. I've also I've also omitted one from this list I don't know how I've done this sorry but Pillow Queens are on the list as well with gay girls
4: that's right I don't, right, know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why it's it being be my up. copy and pasting, I'm sorry. Well. Getting, getting the running order prepared. <laughs> Unbelievable. <for you>. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, they're in there as well. And they uh, played last night.
5: So, Talos is missing out of that, I think. Crystal Clear had a song called Neutron Dance, is was one of the biggest. That was of the huge, year. yeah. Um, Orla Gartland had a track called I Go Crazy, which I thought should be in there. Our friend Lilla Vargan should be probably in there as well, I would say. Um, and then Kit Philippa as well, who I saw in other voices this year, who was amazing. What
3: sticks out to you from the list that is though? Like, is there here that you're thinking? Yeah, no. Who cares?
4: In terms of what is likely to win? Well, I mean, I mean, like, I, 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 like, like,
3: I think what is likely over. to win is people who campaign for it. Yeah, like Chase Nabby won it last year, and they were signed to a new label, and they obviously have a lot of kind of push behind them, and they have a fan
5: base that would care about that kind of thing. I um, would imagine Picture This would probably have. I you think, think yeah. Like yeah. 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 This. Wild <laughs> Youth versus <laughs> <laughs> Picture, <laughs> <laughs> Picture This. I'd say Wild
3: Youth win this because I think that they will mobilise their fans more than Picture This will. Horn
5: puts out one
3: tweet, <laughs> it'll be game over. He won't. <laughs> he won't though. Yeah, he won't. know he, he will. Um, like it's a strange one. I mean, this feels more selected and curated than anything else. It feels more like the combination of commercial faves and rising talent. Um It's flawed, but you're not going to get like a bad bones on there. Like I think should have been on there last year. Like that was my pick for the number one slot with you. I think that that was yeah. highly omitted last year. But like ultimately. I don't think anyone kind of takes it too seriously. No. And it's a good excuse to be fair for like I, I know RT2FM are obviously the sponsors and they do that thing where they play Irish
5: music all day to kind of jazz it up and that is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean you'd like that um, you'd like to think that like it would go to somebody who kind of deserves it who, who, who could use it to their advantage more like I, I would love to see Leisha win for instance.
3: I don't know how you use it to your advantage though. I don't know what it gives you like it doesn't give you well, me, I mean, it 10 grand like you know. No it oh, doesn't but at least it's like the... your name goes all over the place. So yeah. Like, yeah, People might check it out. It'll be Wild Youth with that song from the ad,
5: basically from that song from "Dip by the, uh, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> so, uh, I can't get away from it lads, fire festival still burning. Fire! <laughs> nice. Hashtag, Hashtag subpoena. Hashtag <laughs> subpoena. Two agencies <laughs> representing supermodels Bella Hadid, Hayley Bieber and Emily Ratajkowski might soon be forced to reveal details about the payments that they received from convicted fraudster Billy McFarland. Kadahi, this is, your chickens come home to roost, you were the one banging this drum, You're saying these influencers got away scot-free. Well, not now. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> the, 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 I think across the board, a lot of people got off likely on that Netflix documentary in particular. Um, the influencer thing, I mean, it's pretty obvious that they should have made it completely clear that they were... It was odds, essentially, yeah, They weren't, yeah. like, on holidays, that they were actually being paid to do something. I mean, that's a given, and I think it's it's pretty obvious. So it is good that there's there's something being seen to be done, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, like, there's there has been a couple of different... Um, Uh, funded campaigns for the the locals around the fire Festival and I mean I think that's really really great yeah the one for
3: uh, the lady who was running the restaurant has well exceeded its goal Mm -hmm. and there's a new one now for the workers the labourers um Kendall Jenner is also in the spotlight here for this. I she's, was going to
4: say, she must have new representation at this point. I mean, in some of the choices she's been making the last year or so.
3: So, yeah, essentially, she deleted the post and distanced herself from the festival.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and it's all gone away.
3: <laughs> the digital paper trail has gone up with her, So, yeah, one to keep an eye on, essentially, I think, you know, uh, may they all hang. No, I'm joking. Uh, 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 their heads in shame. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's what I meant. But uh, there, you know, like there are some heroes coming out. This as well, lads. You know, Andy King, for example, uh, the man, Andy. the man who really should get a fucking sponsorship deal with Evian Water uh, for the rest it's of his life. Of time, I'd say. We all know exactly what he did and did not do, and was willing to do when it came to the festival. And he himself has spoken out now. Uh, he's gone viral, as he knows. He's not really into the internet game, so he didn't. He didn't even know what a meme was or how to pronounce it. But he did a little sit-in interview with Netflix, and he said, I just don't want to be necessarily known as the blowjob king of the world.
4: Now, hold on. If he doesn't want to be known as that, his next sentence is he could have rephrased. I'm blown away with the response of the documentary. Completely blown away. Which is also, by the way,
3: like the freeze frame on the thing that you click into. Like, you can see yeah, those letters. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, I'm now a noun, a verb, an adjective, and it's mind-boggling. Oh. Uh, he said he had no idea that he was trending around the world, because he didn't know what trending meant. And yeah, he seems to be a nice dude who's uh, doing his best. I hope this doesn't turn into some weird thing where he becomes a game show host or something. Um, I just wish what would the game show <laughs> be? I wish he had just What told are you us willing to do to <laughs> yeah. I just really, really Beer wish he, he, he had like,
5: like a li- like told us a little bit more about this part where just before he says it, he goes, well, this probably won't go anywhere. So yeah. I just say, like, just tell me what the... What did you think he you He seems like a naive like,
3: man. He seems like a, like seems a nice, crazy. well-meaning dude who probably doesn't have a lot of street smarts. Oh, uh, God. But he also, you know, he used to use the platform.
4: To How often does that happen on the street? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Depends what street. Yeah, he used that. the platform to also push those GoFundMe. So yeah, yeah I, I, hope there's, I hope there's he's no skeletons a guy, yeah. in his closet. He seems like a good guy. Uh, Peter Jackson, uh, Oscar-winning director, who apparently was knighted, by the way, Sir Peter Jackson. I'm reading for what? I don't know. Like fucking services
4: to New Zealand. I suppose it's Commonwealth <laughs> I, don't know. I suppose it is Commonwealth. Yeah, yeah maybe, services yeah, to making maybe.
3: increasingly shit films. I don't know. I mean, uh, he's back again and. He's uh, making a documentary about the Beatles. Seems an odd choice for him. Uh, I guess he's a fan, is he? he must I be guess a fan so. It's PMS like a Scorsese a Stones type thing. Based yeah, I mean. around 55 hours of never-released footage of the lads in the studio, uh, shot in 1969 over the month of January. Uh, the That's studio- the man was falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> the studio sessions that produced uh, Let It Be, and uh, an Academy Award-winning title song. Uh, Craig, we know that I'm not a big Beatles guy. Will, yeah. will you be watching?
4: Uh, I don't think I will, to be honest. I'm amazed at 55 hours of material hasn't seen the light of day until now Hmm. how much stuff do you have left in the vaults like Um, and he's gone on to say like the 55 hours and 140 hours of audio made available to us ensure this movie will be the ultimate flying wall um, He also says, actually, you know, people says, you know, say they were after each other's throats and it was just like drama in the studio. I didn't find that with these clips. They're actually getting along. Brilliant. Great. Great, great, great selling sale. point to the documentary yeah. there. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. he said, the reality is different than the myth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a tame experience. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the Bross documentary, essentially. Uh, yeah, thrilled and honored, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's <laughs> Untitled coming out. Full cooperation of Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Ringo Starr. Yoko Ono Lennon and Olivia Harrison, so it's kind of like I guess they'll tone it all down, much like uh, straight out of Compton, basically, you know, probably having executive producers on board.
4: Sure, won't be as fun as Hard Days Night or something like that. Have you watched the Beatles films? Because they're actually quite entertaining. I have not. Check them out some Sunday afternoon. No, I'm not going to. Some Sunday afternoon. (laughs) I got the joke. (laughs) Uh,
3: Keeping in the music and movies theme, uh, Brian May has apologized Uh, not for his hair, but for uh, defending. Brian Singer, the Bohemian Rhapsody director, uh, at least he was director until he was taken off the project and replaced by Dexter Fletcher. Uh, An Instagram comment went around telling Brian May to unfollow Brian Singer on Instagram uh, in the wake of uh, a lengthy piece written by The Atlantic detailing accusations of sexual misconduct and assault uh, at Brian Singer, uh, which is a very tough read, by the way, Um, and essentially may responded to this person saying unfollow your man and said, you need to look after your own business and stop telling me what to do. You need to learn to respect the fact that a man or a woman is innocent until proven guilty. Now, don't get me wrong, we're all for due process, but he had to know that that comment would yeah. not go down well, and it didn't, did it, Craig?
4: <laughs> no, it certainly didn't. He was um, roundly attacked for it, and on Friday, he offered a public apology. Um, he addressed the woman directly um, who had received the initial comment said, My response was a result of my perception that someone was telling me what to do no one tells Brian what to do <laughs> <laughs>
3: I played guitar for queen <laughs> do you think you
4: are I now realise that I was completely wrong in thinking that you were actually just trying to protect me for which I thank you <laughs> I am mortified to discover the effect my words produced I had no idea that saying someone was innocent until proven guilty could be interpreted as defending Brian Singer I had absolutely no intention of doing that that almost sounds sarcastic like
5: it,
3: it does not it really does yeah. a little bit, yeah. um, so yeah, Brian May, like, I've never taken him seriously ever since he
4: like said that, like, well, he's leave a, Mika alone. Remember isn't that? he a neurophysicist or he's a, they doesn't could didn't have some crazy? He's big into badgers as well, yeah. He's big into badgers. He's big into telescopes, I think. And rock <laughs> music. <laughs> he doesn't seem great with the internet, though. But do you remember a couple of years ago when like that, there was that story of him um, attacking Candy Crush? <laughs> there was some com- There was some, like tweet from Candy Crush being like we've got all new candies and all new games come check <laughs> us out and underneath was Brian May being like if I get a comment like this again I'll like <laughs> fucking do something about it you scumbags <laughs> never spawn want- and like he clearly thought they were like I don't know DMing him or something what the hell? some weird thing so he's clearly a dude that isn't quite sure how his accounts work and so he's, a classic Irish he's an older man Facebook dad <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay um, I'm gonna use this Give opportunity love to plug something guys Uh, something's coming lads so some bonus no encore content if you like the show as is it's changing it's not changing (laughs) we're we're expanding it a little bit so uh, every now and then on the show we do like you know review movie review corner because uh, you know we all watch movies apart from Craig who only watches them once a year hold on you
5: never go to the cinema ever I,
3: I was at
4: the cinema with you this year
3: when? heat for heat Oh, That's two weeks ago. doesn't count. <laughs> That's a film from 1995.
4: Like, if anything, that actually somehow... You're way
3: makes, behind. You're yeah, lost your coffee book. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Uh, it was very good, though. It was, great. So, essentially, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a new kind of, I guess, spin-off, but it'll be on this podcast feed. Uh, I'm not selling this very well because it's still kind of cooking in the microwave, as it were. Well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because wow. it's going to be called No Popcorn. Uh, thank you, Craig, for the name. And lovely. essentially... <laughs> Uh, starting next month date to be determined uh, and hopefully once a month we'll see how the frequency is but definitely I'm, I'm promising at least
5: once a month here uh, are you, you going to say like there will be no popcorn is that actually going to happen I've up? yet to I'm, decide The
3: oh, come oh, on oh, can I just on, get to what the show to. is <laughs> if you haven't figured it this out already this is the show it's just that line
4: <laughs> it lives dies by that line
3: we're going to review uh, films essentially and the way we're going to do this is this uh, it has to have a connection to music. So whether it's a musical, a biopic or a documentary. Or contain music. Or <laughs> no silent film. As long as it has-
4: Unless there's a piano accompaniment <laughs> in the corner. As long as it has non-diegetic
3: sound. Uh, the alternative to this would be that like, it can have a really tenuous link to music. So if like David Bowie is in it for five minutes, that will count. So,, okay. so I look I'm forward open to the Twin Beaks
4: viewing, which yeah, I will be joining I'm, you for.
3: I'm, 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 listen, I'm open to suggestion at No encore Show on Twitter or at Ready Dave on Twitter. Uh, give me some ideas, but the first one we're gonna do is Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. We're gonna review Bohemian Rhapsody. Next month, before the Oscars, hopefully quite soon.
5: Have either of you seen that film yet? I've yet to watch it, but uh, I have not seen it either. My
3: guest for that show Mm. will be Michael Pope of The Galaxy Oh, amazing. Himself a big fan of synths and movies. (laughs) It's the (laughs) perfect combination. He has noted to me that Bohemian Rhapsody, quote, enraged him.
4: (laughs) 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 I often see him on Twitter being enraged by film. Yeah, generally enraged. enraged.
3: Yeah, he's an angry man. In an man. amusing way, though. Yeah, yeah in a good. playful way. Yeah. I think he's doing okay. So very soon, because... Like, uh, <laughs> I, I said I said next month, but of course it's now February as of the podcast launching, so keep, keep an eye but, on that feed, so man. So spring or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so no popcorn coming very soon. Send me your suggestions. Tenuous link to music, music documentary, blah, 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 blah. Let's get it done. Uh, this week on Spotify... There's been some there's been some shady dealings, Dahi.
5: This is a kind of a confusing story because uh, basically Spotify's, Spotify users noticed unusual activity in their accounts, and there was unfamiliar songs mysteriously uh, mysteriously appearing in their listening history, um, and they kind of had these really really big streaming numbers. Now it turned out that the artists were um, basically fake artists. They didn't really seem like they were real people. Um, it's a really confusing story because it's it's something to do with how um, people broke into... Uh, there was a Facebook security b- breach, right? Yeah.
4: There's
5: been more than one. It's something to do it with is, them yeah. jumping
4: onto like, the access tokens when you link your Facebook and Spotify and just basically being able to get into people's accounts and yeah. stream these really shitty short tracks of theirs from users' accounts. I think that's what it is. So they essentially had uploaded really short... Crap songs. They could then get into accounts <clears throat> through this kind of access link and stream, stream those fake artists. that are you know a themselves return, to see a yeah. return a, yeah. as a scam. So I people saw all these things in like their you know end of year wrap up things. Yeah. Like who's this artist? Blah blah blah. And it's kind of an interesting. It's, it's very odd. You yeah. would think that like I don't know.
5: Spotify come out and kind of say on in. No in certain terms that they take um, this kind of thing very very seriously
3: well also bigging up their security measures they're like we, we, we have the best security measures <laughs> like, well clearly you fucking don't or so. clearly
4: Facebook don't I, I'd say this is probably a Facebook problem knowing the troubles they've been in, yeah. in of late um this can't have been, like, maybe Bono. <laughs> like, he's done it before in <laughs> Songs of Innocence. Is this you two are just, you, like, smuggling in? Are you directly accusing Bono? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm calling oh, him out. I'm out. Sorry, did we see the fucking Luke Kelly's? statue? Bono statues? would have VPN. Oh, my God. The week, did you, have, you see it? Have we seen them? Yeah, it's, it's uh, First of haunting. All, you just
5: can't put hair on a statue. It's just... <laughs> you just can't do it like. first of all he got two of them like. <laughs> that's the episode title no it's not no, <laughs> it's, not. Put no on. it's not no it's not you can't put hair on the <laughs> I, knew. I
3: knew you were thinking that as Dolly said it it isn't it absolutely isn't oh it should be the podcast
4: title we should rename the show <laughs> you can't put hair
5: on the statue. but you can't you definitely can't yeah, what were you thinking WC uh, can't to be fair both of them are pretty shocking but that decapitated head one is crazy <laughs>
3: man like. it is fucked up <laughs> the photograph of Michael D. Higgins <laughs> standing in front of
4: it and it's like run Michael he's gonna get you but like <laughs> statue makers aren't what they used to be because when you see all like statues from the 1800s they all look kind of noble and realistic and yeah, cool yeah. and then every new one like some shitty Ronaldo like, thing or like
3: I'm sorry they're like, all crap statue makers aren't what they used to be or well, do you Clearly. live in like ones? <laughs> <laughs> sorry speaking of uh, weird 1800s dialogue by the way um, we got a letter through the door the other day from an inspector I'm not gonna say from which organisation right? <laughs> right I've just moved interview Gaff, give us a chance, right? <laughs> and the inspector,
4: it said, hello. We were, our inspector, I believe looked, someone in here, <laughs> <laughs> took a long hot bath on the second day of the resume.
3: <laughs> Very good. Very good back to two weeks ago, Craig. Excellent work.
4: For our hardcore listeners, sir.
3: <laughs> I haven't had a bath since. <laughs> okay. I've learned my lesson. I'm keeping it non Victorian. So the letter said, Hello. Our inspector was. Hello.
4: Is it me you're looking <laughs> for?
3: <laughs> <laughs> a it said, uh, our inspector was, quote, unable to gain attention at his address <laughs> at the today. Yeah. I was like, what? What is that? Like, uh, I beg pardon. I was unable to gain attention at your residence. Like, what are you talking about? Who the fuck speaks like that? Unable to gain attention, oh, like yogling yeah. through the window. <laughs> you <know>. Amazing phrase, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, Kelly O'Karek of Block Party has written a musical about Brexit, but it's no laugh matter actually, because it seems like he's trying to explore something quite sensitive and personal to him. Craig Fitzpatrick
4: yeah, it's not about residency as in British residency. It's about who we decide to give personal residency to in our lives. So I guess Brexit is the backdrop to this. Um, so Feels a bit sound- shoehorned in the whole Brexit. It, it really does, yeah. Um, soundtrack's been released, and the show comes with songs penned. By Kelly um, and Matt Jones, and tells the story of a young gay couple suddenly faced with an uncertain future, told through a mixture of music, drama, and movement. It's called Leave to Remain. Which yeah, which is, yeah. is very, title. very
5: bad. It <laughs> seems to be it seems to be pretty well received as a play, but I had to listen to the music itself, and um, it's obviously musical theatre, so it doesn't feel like <laughs> kind of proper pop chains or anything. But the actual production underneath it sounds kind of a little bit half-baked like it doesn't really, really sound incredible um, so I think the music might have taken a hit here for the actual it wouldn't be heard.
3: like Kelly Okerecki to have <clears throat> ambition and not match it I mean, oh. so it's kind of strange no to be fair I saw a thing during the week because uh, Pitchworker ragging on Weezer and rightly fucking so and they were saying not a big fan of the Teal album no, no. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said what band has disappointed you or what act has disappointed you the most and I found myself like trying to think of a funny answer to it and then I couldn't really think of any answer to it and they settled on Block Party. Because mm. they had so much promise. Yeah.
5: And then it just all went to shit. The Blaze.
3: That's too soon. Like, <laughs> oh, is it not it? Have you written I'm, them I'm off? calling it The Blaze. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling
5: it. <laughs> I'm calling it. The Blaze are cancelled. Wow.
4: So, that's a hot take. <laughs> and as for you, Craig. neglected um, collected works of Ludwig. <laughs> <laughs> block yeah. Party's like. a really good shout, I think. Um, it kind
5: of has to be, right? I mean,
4: Yeah. Who the else? fall off was immense.
5: I can't. The cork artist Oscar Benzo I don't know if Either of you've heard of Oscar Benzo yeah, He wrote a song well. called Polo's His Life Which was quite a really Really excellent song But he hasn't He hasn't delivered the goods since I um. will
3: put M83 in there If they continue If Anthony Gonzalez continues Down this weird Do you know road. what I
4: went back to junk recently You're not going to say There's about three or four songs <laughs> That are worth a takeaway. I kind of I can stand the cheesy eighties thing. Yeah, you no, read, there's a couple like, of moments on it, but it's
3: as a as a whole thing. Like what a come down.
4: Yeah, yeah. Particularly
3: after the double album. Yeah, yeah. But, right. but, anyway, uh, what else we got here, guys? As I struggle to the Harry Styles. Harry Styles I think yeah, mentioned. yeah. Someone got a tattoo of Harry Styles' face <laughs> <laughs> on, on her, their face. On her face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah.
5: U.S. singer called Kelsey Carter. Um, basically, she was about to release a track called Harry. Um, and is obviously a big fan of Harry Styles, or uh, appears to be. She got a a tattoo, which I don't think anybody's really sure if it's fake or not. But she got a, it. It appears that she's gotten a, a tattoo of Harry Styles' face on her. Cheek, um, And it looks absolutely ridiculous. Now, I think this is a like a very big stunt because she's after getting like she went from something like 5,000 followers on Instagram to 75,000 by now. But I think if she is using it as a kind of a, a marketing stunt, which technically works, like the song isn't actually that bad at all. But the problem is now when you go through her Instagram posts, it's like really apparent that the horrible toxic One Direction fans have now like completely like they're abusing her so badly really? online and stuff, and it's really, really horrible. And you see this all the time, like with all of these kind of stands of the, all the One Direction guys. They are some of the most horrible, horrible fans that you've ever come across. They're really, really terrible people, um, and they really twelve-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> really, I'm telling you, they're, they're really like they seem to have this like insane protection, protect the yeah, person at all costs very kind unhealthy, of thing. Like, so yeah. if you go through her, the comments on her Instagram and everything, it's absolutely horrible. And if she did use this as a kind of a marketing ploy, I do not think that she's actually seen the the fallout of all these fans because they've obviously like really really gone to town stand on stand culture yeah Arleons.
4: surely logic would dictate they would take her in as one of their own absolutely not like because so what is like, their oh, what she, is their argument she's like? only
5: doing this to get attention oh, okay. and like she's it's using Harry yeah and, okay and now it's just evolved into just. Absolutely, stand culture is horrific. I, I, it's, I, I, it's a
3: subject I really want to explore more. I, I'm very interested in writing a feature, about it. I'm just not quite sure how to go about it. But I'm uh, kind of in research mode on that. But I will say, like, I saw a thing even today where, like, uh, the actor Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. who I guess like a lot of women are like, you know, he's the cutest. We love him, and it's like he was pictured celebrating Kid Cudi's 35th birthday. Happy birthday, uh, happy birthday, <laughs> yeah, absolutely to Scott Miss Cudi. Uh, so it was Kid Cudi, Kanye West. Pete Davidson and Timothy Chalamet (laughs) hanging out. The boys and all the comments are like, you know, oh no, Timothy. Oh, Timothy's cancelled now. Oh, like you're going in a bad path. Like this, this is not the move. And and even like just really like like it it just devolves. And like this is the kind of fucked up thing about stand culture. You see, like you know, uh, if someone like if Lady Gaga like takes a picture next to I don't know like Sarah Paulson or somebody. Mm. Uh, you'll have comments being like, we love uh, a great couple like this. We stan a queen. And I'm like, it's just disgusting. Like, who are these It's actually quite scary, isn't it? <laughs> to- the problem is, is
5: that they are people who have like they're kind of in you know, a very very um, they're living their entire lives online and they have these like communities built around it so there's all these like followers who are the real proper Stan fa- fans and I've seen it a lot with the One Direction guys in particular where there's these huge communities of people who are all on different forums and when they decide to do something they, they decide to do it as a team and they completely dehumanize the whole thing because all it is is just pictures on a screen you know they're not really looking at this as a real thing their <laughs>
3: avatars are also like usually like not horror exactly like, they're like...
5: also all very very young people who are doing stuff online that nobody is monitoring um who kind of don't see the consequence of their actions at all. I, I'm really, really horrified by some of the stuff I see. I've even um, seen
3: some stuff before where like let's say Ariana Grande, who's quite a prolific Twitter user, like if she tweets something and like replies to someone, mm-hmm. even if she just says haha in a reply, like all the replies then would be like, oh my God, you're so blessed. Oh my God, she replied to you. Oh, like, oh. Mm-hmm. and like people have that in their bio. Like Ariana replied on like 14th yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And it's just this really dangerous culture that as Doc says no one's really regulating. Uh, where are the parents that's what I'm saying lads but
4: I mean is this that was a joke <laughs> is it really a new phenomenon? like you, there's always been kind of it's, almost cults around it certain it's amplified but the yeah. it's problem it's visible, is it's amplified yeah. it's and it's also visible completely
5: dehumanised because yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. say say the original stand culture might have been like with the Beatles or something yeah. still, there are real people who go to these gigs and stand around and actually talk to each other and face and to face there's a certain
4: level of effort you have exactly. to go to it, yeah.
5: whereas now it's like oh this person is going out with um, say Niall Horan and I am going to like abuse this person yeah. continuously until, they, until break up. they break up so that
4: which it, like, It's, it's that, that kind of ownership thing Dave you were talking it about earlier when the it's stories really versus, it's your yeah. entitlement
3: to, to, to a level that becomes incredibly toxic. Like I say, I want to write a feature about it. If I do, uh, my work entitled is Dear Stans but I'm sure I'm sure like Vice have already written it with that exact headline but I do really want to look into it because like I want to explore like because to be fair there must be a positive element to it as well to some degree there has to be like a middle well, surely, ground
5: there has to be some sort of sense of community thing I remember I remember people were kind of talking about apparently all the Jedward stands when they were younger have now grown up and it's actually a really nice community apparently of Aww. friends who all kind of met each other by being Jedward fans fandom is a just a weird thing going to be like, like, like
4: kids that are conceived because of Jedward <laughs>
5: probably I don't, I don't
4: know where sure. I went with that sentence but anyway uh. <laughs> uh, I mean I was going to say the fandom is a
3: strange thing and uh, it's not like on this show that we worship anybody like they're a god or anything and on Frank Ocean, how is it? Hit that music!
4: Attention everyone!
6: One, one! Shut up! Craig on Kanye!
4: Um, one of us might have a user account on Kanye dot thecom I believe it's Dahi. Um, <laughs> Kanye West wants to be a free man, um, and he believes that getting out of a long standing musical obligation will give him the opportunity to finally enjoy a moment of freedom. So, basically, Kanye's legal team is um, sending out a number of lawsuits. Um, they've had they've launched legal wars with Rockefeller and EMI. And essentially What they're looking to do Is get his masters back Get his merch back They've said for years Since the college dropout Essentially he hasn't had The control he wants the main takeaway, I guess, from a news point for fans or just music lovers, is that it seems like we're not going to get Yandy until all of this is sorted.
3: Oh, good! So <laughs> excellent.
4: Um, that, we sorry. know legal matters usually resolve themselves quite quickly, don't <laughs> I, love this, uh, I love it in this. I
3: love in this report, by the way. Like it says, like the flashing lights rapper. Also makes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, just pick a random song. Like, I mean, uh, anyone know a Kanye? Uh, flashing lights? Yeah, granted cool. Uh, like a song from what? Two thousand and fucking ten? Is it? Like,
4: yeah, two thousand. Great song. Oh, that's well, incredible. Really, yeah. What are you doing? 2006. Is it? Yeah, it was graduation, wasn't it? I thought it was on... Yeah, it was graduation. Ah, right? 2006, yeah. terrifying. Good God. Um, but yeah, he's coming at Jay. So, Rockefeller, interesting. Um, and that particular lawsuit talks about a substantial amount. A lot of it was redacted, but they do claim that um, Def Jam has unjustly earned millions of dollars by binding Mr. West recording talents um, to them. Um, and basically, yeah.
3: What's your username on Kanye to the...
4: Uh, I don't actually have an account, but I do read it. <laughs>
3: I, I don't believe him, because he wouldn't tell me his Drowning Sound name for years. Oh, ain't? but
4: if Drowning Sound is somewhere where you would actually comment, because you're like, why would he possibly tell you his username <laughs> on Mike uh, on a podcast? I don't, see, like, you, like, see can you, you find me? Because
3: there's previously been like a thing where I was like trying to track down his username on Drowning Sound for years. On the hunt. Could it, be the, could it be the same one? <laughs> Probably not. Try, <laughs> Try me, punk. <laughs> Give me a number, Craig. Uh...
4: Give us number two,
3: please. Kicking off our songs of the week, it's a man who recently dissed Kanye. Mm -hmm. It's J. Cole.
5: The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The Bentley is dirty, my sneakers
6: is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick. I'm all in my bag, that's hard as it get. I do not throw powder, I might take a sip. I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip. I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish. I roll with some fiends, I love them to death. I got a few mil, but not all of them rich. What good is the bread if my niggas is broke? What good is first class if my niggas can't sit? That's my next mission, that's why I can't
5: quit. Just like LeBron, get my niggas more chips. Just put the rollie right back on my wrist. This watch came from Driss-
6: gave me a gift Back when the
3: game Was like this. That song is called Middle Child uh, Anyone hear the middle child?
5: Uh, no I'm the oldest Eldest yeah I'm the baby
4: You, you got shocked Oh <laughs> what does that
5: mean? <laughs> what does
4: that mean? <laughs> is that lovable And energetic And yeah, yeah. beautiful The baby of the group Yeah You look young And I do. well rested <laughs> One of those One of those is true
5: Do uh, What do you think of the song guys?
7: Um, um I'm not
4: <laughs> and that's that. <laughs>
5: I think the bars are good but the actual production and it feels a little cheap. And the problem is that the the bar is so high right now with this type of stuff that like it just falls a bit because just the production isn't interesting at all. You know, I would put them on the same <clears> level <throat> in terms of rap prowess as say, you know, um whatever it was on Daytona, but the D- Daytona's pr- production is so much better mm. than this, I felt anyway.
4: I don't know. For, I don't quite get the J. Cole thing. I, like, I don't know. People talk about him like he's on the modern, kind of Mount Rushmore of rappers. And, like, he does have a good flow. But I think... He doesn't have a huge amount of depth, like he can be quite pedestrian, like He doesn't not actually lot of, say a lot on this yeah, either. It's He's quite kind of defending obvious Drake. After and didactic. The beef and stuff. Um I agree with you on the beat. It's a T minus beat. Um who hasn't been around a lot of late and this sounds like something the horns that he just had sheep on it. Yeah, like, it, it, sounds, it sounds, sounds like something he had lying around. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah, yeah. sound like this was his big kind of comeback. It's it's almost a loop, like it's it's yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Made
3: no impression on me whatsoever. <laughs> uh, me I'll number. go for number
5: three, please.
3: Alright, it's Wiley, and he's brought along Idris Elba, Steph Don, and Sean Paul. The song is called
6: Boasty. Is it I came to rap it you up, know? do my thing Sabi put me on the gram and you know? up, remix thing Pull tight, Wiley with the Pacino Flow Godfather, part two, call me De Niro I came to win, battle me, that's a sin Disrespect man, get a slap on the chin Man a king in a top, all of right? man a big D so, I've started reading that
3: book about grime, the Dan Hancock's book. Oh, wow, yeah. Inner City Pressure. I was sent a fucking proof of it like a year ago. And, I, and now, I, now that I've seen everyone else is reading it, I'm like, I should probably read that book. <laughs> so, I've picked it up. Uh, alarming neon yellow cover and all. Uh, I'm barely into it. But it does describe Wiley Early Doors as the godfather of grime.
5: Yeah, I really, really like this track. Um, it's a very That kind of It has that real BBC Radio 1 Feel to it um, I think it's the best thing well, you, well, you, BBC Radio it's, it's the weekend song. You're imagining
3: Mr Jam introducing oh, absolutely. You, absolutely Completely
5: It's like one of those songs Where you could hear Somebody speaking over half The, the price hottest songs, that, record, record hottest in, the world, in the world, world. Um, It's one of the best things I've heard Sean Paul do
4: In a long time Well, well. yeah Fairness. He fucking kills he this kills it <laughs> <laughs> He's back He's <laughs> back uh, is Idris it? not so much. Idris, <laughs> Idris is just sounds
5: a bit goofy. Like, he, like Sheep.
3: it's a bit weird. It What's like, he going on about? It like, sounds like your dad just installing yeah, yeah, your yeah, Skybox, yeah. no,
4: ghosty.
3: Does <laughs> your dad come in like in the middle of like a grime set Yeah, I, was, know, was, like, yeah I love. I love the no
4: ghosty bit he's like, he yeah, does, yeah, I wrote this myself. So yeah, no. For, he does have comedy. credibility because he,
5: he is a genuine, like a really good DJ and has does like loads of really, really good DJ sets. So he does have like a bit of credibility on that. But like, he's just he just always kind of seems just a little bit too goofy. Yeah, he has his
3: own resident advisor good for him uh, I thought Steflon Dawn was the standout here I think so too yeah, yeah. She was, although she was really really good. I mean she doesn't I don't, is She is she distinctive enough like to, be, like, to not be compared to who she's going to be compared to? Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't actually, know. I've seen, her, I've seen her
4: do some interesting stuff. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I enjoyed oh, the track, although the, it's, you know, it's... It's a bit listless, isn't it? It's listless. And like also it does, it's sorry, it does that, that grime thing of, like, it has the video game kind of sound effects and stuff, and it almost sounds mocking because it's way more energetic than this the track. Is, yeah, like bop, I
3: loved it. This, this is great. a perfect example for Cullum and his seasonal affective music disorder. Yes. What is <laughs> yeah. this doing out in January? that's true. This is the most, like, you know, Forbidden Fruit Weekend, like fucking, you know, like spin and their cars driving around blaring it into the festival. lands. have a great right weekend! Like, I mean, like, yeah, no, just me. Are you on. We'll move on. We'll move on. Give me a number. Give me a four, number. please. Sir. It's the return of Hair Squad. We thought they were done, but they're not. The song is called 100 Miles. Baby, I know that you know that
6: my for you and my mama. I'm trying to keep it on. I'm trying to keep it I will find a way to your heart, baby. I will find a way say the word, girl, yeah. Please don't make me beg for it, cause I will run a hundred miles, baby. I'm gonna find a word just say the word, girl, 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 Let's not waste time and face time. Sit on top like that baseline, sweet like that grape wine. Oh I got So yeah, uh, Hair Square back
3: now as a duo. A lot of promise about that act when they first kind of emerged. I saw them hardworking last year. here was like three or four years ago. Hmm. Uh, and it's weird because there was like fucking ten of them on stage. And then they kind of came out as a trio. Yeah, they, signed, had a, they had a backing band for a while. And yeah, they just signed went a the... big deal. Uh, it all fell apart. Uh, mm-hmm. There was promise there. What they were releasing was kind of good. It was good, kind of sun-kissed, fun groove stuff. This is very much in that vein. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't really advance what they were doing a lot. But I really like... That mood that they capture, I, th- I think they're very good at it. Dahi, yeah.
5: Dahi is grimacing to my right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this song sounds like it's emulating their kind of biggest track, which is "Her Side Story," which is like mm. an incredible. That's track. a great song. Yeah, and like I, l- I kind of looked that up. Did you know that has 34 million listens on Get Spotify right now? I swear to God, it's what? massive. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's two different versions of it, and the other one has five million. Like, it's massive. Um, this track kind of sounds like a poor man's version of that, though. They 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 do the the kind of the speed vocal kind of speed up effect again. Yeah, um,
3: and it's got the uh, Final Fantasy 7 Castel del Sol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tropical thing going <laughs> on,
5: it. <laughs> but it just it feels a bit listless, and I, I don't know. Like I, I, I it, this is definitely not one of the best songs. I guess
4: it's yeah, it's it's the same as the last track in that it shouldn't be out in January <laughs> <laughs> slash February. do You know what I mean? It's um, spring. It, they do that kind of yeah over thing. I guess mm, it is. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, like they feel believable on it that kind of energy they have it's kind of infectious but it's there's
5: they're, they're that much of identity w-
3: there anymore yeah
4: and I'm where did sure. they go from here exactly, kind of yeah, thing yeah. so the jury's out
3: I liked it we'll now go to Ryan Adams' ode to Irish weather with Fuck the Rain
6: Flowers for brains superman is sunshine Flowers for brains fine can you stop can we be alive processing the doubt you think that the it was
3: too easy <laughs> but i went for it so a couple things about this track it's pretty boring that's one. Number two is I Didn't Want It in Songs of the Week. Number three is He's, <laughs> oh, wait, what? he's got a song Whoa, called What is this? He's got a song called Fuck the Universe which is infinitely better yeah, and so should be on Spotify but isn't. And number four is I Wanted the Jared Way track in here. Okay? Oh, sorry. There you go. This- Jared <laughs> are Way are you calling me out? Jared God. Way Jared Legitimous- Way a cover
4: did a cover of the bangles which <laughs> it, which was a
3: cover of simon and garfunkel oh right yeah so there you sorry go. Yeah. hazy shade of winter
5: uh, yeah, oh, yeah all yeah. is forgiven so
3: <laughs> craig on the other hand went for his boy
4: yes because i'm sorry it's not a cover for a netflix series <laughs> And it's Ryan Adams. (laughs) Um, I will agree with you that this is very, you know, nondescript. It's a solo from John Mayer, is that correct? Yeah, which is kind of, it sounds a bit phoned in and like your generic John Mayer thing. Um, These are the kind of songs that he can write in his sleep. Like, it's nice. I kind of like the um, Flowers for Brains line, it's got a decent hook and repeated listens. Um, he's releasing at least two albums this year which he does most years I guess Uh, um, this is off the first one which is going to be this is it's kind of like Heartbreaker Light really isn't it it's Mm. just very he's been there done that before he actually released a song uh, actually I think it was played on BBC Radio Uh, went up on YouTube and then was taken down called Manchester which was much more kind of smitzy and energetic and was a great piece of writing and that's off the album to come after this one so that sounds way more promising to be honest that was like very convoluted but look forward to the Ryan Albums album after this one (laughs) 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 is what I'm saying
3: playing Dublin again I believe Olympia Theatre I think Uh, yeah I think what we're learning here guys is it hasn't been a very strong song this week (laughs) maybe there's something here that can help us out to finish it's the return of Billy Eiler the song is called Bury Your Friend. Why do you
6: care for me when we all fall asleep? Where do we go? Listen. Keep you in the dark. What had you expected? Me to make you my art and make you a start and get you connected. I'll meet you in the park. I'll be coming and collected. But we knew right from the start that you'd fall apart because I'm too expensive. It's supposed to be something that shouldn't be said out loud.
7: Honestly, I thought that I would be dead, but no Calling security, keeping my head
6: held down
3: it's the best song of the week <laughs> It's one of the best songs of the year so far As soon as it came out
5: we, I was waiting for the I was like We just so happened to get it So that we were like Six minutes before the release And then when it came in I put it into the chat And we was like Oh shit it's a Dave Hannity banger Oh my god Yeah
3: you compare it to Black Skinhead Which I'm not fully hearing
5: It
4: does It's it the
3: fucking same type of drum beat yeah, stuff It's the shuffle it's like pop beat yeah. Yeah, like It's a version of It's the glam thing. It's the fucking The glam rock thing Yeah,
4: It's Gary Glitter It's Rock and Roll Bar too. Well it is
3: Don't make me again yeah Defend. call back to <laughs> last week's episode tave's
4: impassioned defense of anyway moving on yeah uh, it changes. It changes up please a lot. go back
3: for context and uh, i wasn't actually defending Aguilera's yeah no some
5: <laughs> sorry on. it changes up a lot which is really really great um it has it's a most energetic track to date i think um produced and written by her brother again which is the kind of the very regular thing they're really really good duo i think and she also announced an album for march which i presume we will be reviewing yeah I think we'll be looking at that for sure uh,
3: I'm excited by Billie Eilish I find myself uh, Ever since mm. that Vanity Fair interview though I find myself kind of
4: being like Oh fuck up She's alright
3: uh, I went back and I watched it again
4: I watched yeah. it Today. yesterday I am less concerned for now I think Okay I think it's a bit overplayed The interview Because yeah I think anyone at that age If you kind of shot them a year yeah, but it's apart, also like- And she like She's got like slightly less Or different makeup I think And people are like Oh god I don't know <laughs> I think she's fine. (laughs) I think she's fine. She's like, oh, I was so naive last year. I only had like six million followers. And it's a bit. To be fair,
5: (laughs) yeah, it doesn't actually seem like she's kind of going like, you know, she isn't like Post Malone drinking problem kind yeah, of issue yeah. it's more of a know, kind of it's, it's the a, exhaustion of being yeah, a massive yeah, pop star she's really.
4: slightly, yeah she's become jaded it's a really interesting watch but I'm not concerned for Touchwood. I'm not concerned for <laughs> Craig <laughs> Fitzpatrick <and> But <laughs> I like, am concerned for her but like yeah, I mean, she, in I, the way I mean, I'm concerned for everybody well. you don't want to be <laughs>
3: condescending towards someone so young and all that kind of stuff But uh, and the music she's making so far is quite daring this is what, I'm, what I want my pop music to be daring, different yeah. going different places while also retaining commercial hooks and that kind of stuff yeah. I really really enjoyed this I, I disappeared into it quite well, the video is good too.
5: Really interesting um, kind of um, theme choice as well. She's kind of talking from the point of view of the monster under her bed, which is like a really interesting kind of change up from. Yeah, it's like a John Lewis. <laughs> no, it yeah. is. It's, a, it's yeah, really. Shaking it's re- my head. <laughs> it's really
4: well handled. It's cool. It reminds me of like the, when The Cure, like Robert Smith used to do that kind of stuff of like nightmarish, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. childlike, and kind of just delving really dark. The video is yeah. really, really good as
3: well, I thought. Yeah, well. yeah enjoy the video. Is, Made by um, an actual horror director, I believe. Um, very good. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the album. Uh, hopefully, see her live soon as well so yeah thumbs up Billy Eilish really good great song love it as for love our <laughs> it, no encore love it uh, <laughs> as for our album of the week this week guys uh, boys it's time to explore our DNA with the Backstreet Boys let's have a listen you're a wild night <laughs>
6: with hell of a ain't no Say no place like you There ain't no place say no place like you You're my daybreak You're my California sun You're my Memphis, New York, New Orleans All rolled into one In the city, the country The mountains or the sea Wherever you are, baby That's where I want to be You'll always be the home I wanna come home to. You're a wild eye. With a hell of you. There ain't no place, ain't no
7: case like you.
3: So that's no place. It's track eight on a twelve-track epic by the Backstreet Boys. They are in fact back. Doing the streets and the boys, whatever, whatever it is that they do. But <laughs> they're back end in the street. They're uh, back in the streets. I believe they have a double date coming up. Um so yeah, essentially like it's a strange one when you find yourself listening to this and being like this sounds like it could have come out in 1998 for the most part, although... I disagree. Well, the trend chasing that does occur in this, yeah. I think that they want to be Maroon 5. Yes. Now, 100%. let's start with some positives here. The opening track on this, Don't Go Break My it's, Heart, It's amazing. Banger. It's Banger. fucking it's
4: amazing. amazing. Yes. Like, it is yes. So, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well done.
3: Yeah. No, when, it's, when it, it starts, yes. you're just like,
4: oh shit, Why is this going to be I what couldn't believe I think it's it. going to yeah. be? You
3: yeah. know what? I picked the wrong song to intro this. Let's have a quick
6: listen.
3: That's Dunker breaking my heart. What a song! I've been
4: walking around playing it for people. Uh, it's people it's like, amazing. Three it's apart. so good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, who have you been playing it for? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> headphones over. No, I would oh, like to share. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I've been doing the garbage on your shoulder. have been suggesting life. it. Yeah. Okay, we're very excited now. Let's try and get some. Let's try and get some structure. Get out our out bearings. This, yeah, let's try <laughs> and get our bearings. Like here. I
5: guess the the problem is after that absolute banger of a track, there's like four or five of just poorer versions of that track and it's like diminishing less and less and less and suddenly you realise they've written like six or seven songs here in a row that all have the same structure they all have the same rough production which I think is like a general trademark um, Backstreet Boys production when you go back to the other albums it does have this kind of similar run through but the rest of them are, are quite boring i would say and then like some of them are just so weird my second favorite track in this is chateau which is like one of the last couple oh, yeah. of ones and that track is hilarious because it has like these crazy lyrics like at one point in the verse it's like would you meet me at the chateau at a table i'd get your favorite chardonnay yeah because babe you know a bottle is a little bit too much to drink alone which is like it's like a shot <laughs> across her and then there's another track which is like uh, the baby i want you back one what was that one
7: Baby I want you back, back. That, whatever, that, whatever
5: that track is And that one's amazing Because so it's like it. It's supposed to be like I'm sorry that I, I Like um, Hurt you And like I, I want you back But never once In the entire song Does he actually apologise for it Absolutely anything <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and he's, he's like
7: he's
4: Typical like, man I wish it would just blow over <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
5: <laughs> And it's just like well, that's, just,
3: There's a lot that's of good in Of, world, tradition of boy
4: band songs Isn't <laughs> it Like back for good He's just like Whatever I said I didn't mean it Alright Yeah <laughs> Boy <laughs> man's the important thing. <laughs> I want you back <laughs> for, for good. good. Boy yeah. man's
3: just do not know how to apologise. And that's the big oh, no, no, takeaway no, no, no. here. Hey. Dude, they are the original uh, gaslighting abusers who don't text back. That's what yeah. they are. So essentially, right, uh, there's also another track here which opens up with uh, Who Are You? The Sex Police? Yeah. Oh, yeah, My, yeah. yeah. My Sex Ain't Got, got no, no Rules. Rule. Which is
4: very tone deaf. There's another track given which, the current climate.
3: Well, there's another track, there's a track here called Chances which sounds like Or Kelly. Like, like the vocal. Yeah,
4: it's actually a good song though. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was very when good. he's like,
3: what's his line he goes uh, I, can't uh, now. I think it's like uh, what's a girl like you doing in a place yeah, like yeah. this <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> I'm like what it's is that t- it's a tune what though no it's not a tune it is a tune no, I, I had that, that as a highlight uh, do you know like the doo op song they got a doo op song oh the, yeah, yeah that's them being it's like a we've a still got the vocal chops right? Yeah, the, and their th-
4: voices th- do sound great on this yeah there's a
5: the, the vocal
4: producer of a guy called
5: Cook Harrell who's like quite known known he's the dude isn't he yeah 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 he's like very well known not literally but like to be fair like it is a really well produce albums, you would expect the vocals, as all hell, I mean, yeah. I guess what people are looking for from a Backstreet Boys album is like these harmonies that sound absolutely incredible, and this does have that, right?
3: Yeah, no, it does. Uh, like it's accomplished, it works, it's no disaster. It's them doing what they do. It's just more a case of are they a band at a time? Essentially, is what I'm wondering.
4: I think the kind of the trend chasing that they do on this, it they're not embarrassed, but like it yeah, doesn't yeah. embarrass it's them. It's not like over they, the top. Like d- yeah. they fit it in quite well, so it's not like reinventing the wheel. It is. A bit stale in that it's like hopping on trends from a couple of years ago, but they kind of wear it well. And, like, thematically, it's kind of their, we're all, like, family men now, and we Which love is our wives. kind of weird. But when, it comes like off, I was going to say, it comes off like they're, like, the newly divorced dad that's, like, bumped into his too, old yeah, girlfriend, and he's, one like, videos, oh, you're not happy in your marriage either, are you? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> no, you know, I'll the, seduce what, you now. One, know? one of the videos <laughs> is,
3: like, them hanging out with their wife and kids, yeah. like, and being, like, oh, isn't it great now? And, and then there's, like, uh, like the one that we heard first, No Place. That's kind of strange, because it totally works from, like, a kind of a Ryan Tedder-esque, you know, pop song on the road point of view. But in it they are literally comparing women to locations and places <laughs> like yeah, they're yeah. like stripping them entirely of yeah, their humanity you're in my London New York whatever it's really, yeah, yeah, all rolled into yeah, yeah. one. there ain't no place uh, like <laughs> whatever like you yeah. it's just like right again if I'm one of their wives I'm probably like yeah, you c- probably could have done a second draft from that yeah.
4: like, but I feel like every Backstreet Boys album will have a song like that that is their kind of like we need that track where it's like we've been on tour but I'm back now baby like yeah,
7: it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you know what I mean <laughs> it's just like you can, don't oh, mess with oh,
3: the Backstreet oh, sorry, Boys sorry they're <laughs> They're the Bon Jovi of, like, <laughs> aging boy band rockers, is it?
4: They did call themselves in an interview recently the Rolling Stones of Pop, which is amazing. That's excellent. I, I believe it was the Beatles, in fairness, but anyway. <laughs> Are they likeable? Yeah, yeah, they kind of, against the odds. I think it's due to familiarity in the fact that they've made it this far they did, they they're did, dorky enough to be likeable yeah, I think they,
5: they did quite a good interview with um, Esquire uh, in the last like two or three weeks on the build up to this and they kind of have this very interesting thing where they're well aware that like as a boy band you know they had the kind of power of like Max Martin behind them at a certain point and then when that went they started dropping down and yeah. they kind of admit that they kind of weren't that cool um, I mean they're massive Vegas stars right they like do sell out Vegas shows continually yeah. and everything so like they have managed to keep the whole thing going I'm just wondering if... Uh, yeah, and they do this other weird thing as well. Like, in that interview, they kind of talk about, well, you know, this is like um, all of us coming together and we're kind of giving each other, like, we're mixing all of our influences together to make yeah, this it's one like, thing. Gosh, and it was just like, you are, all listening to the same album album the like, room all <laughs> very similar
4: shit. Like, yeah. uh, Maybe the drive soundtrack for the first Drive. <laughs> They've two, seen Stranger Things. <laughs> I have two more
3: questions. Uh,
4: did you enjoy it? Yeah, I was going to say, I did not mind this repeating but like when this finished with okay which is not a great song when it kicked back off immediately I was like yeah I can listen to this entire thing again quite happily it wasn't a chore I found
5: it quite listenable, but yeah. each time I was doing it, I would be go, going back to the first track and going, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. it would just keep going on and it would kind of like, I'd be doing something else and it would just like meld into the background. It's actually a fine listen or whatever, bad, yeah. but it also does feel like a bit of a like a colossal waste of time to listen to all of these tracks. Like, um, And <laughs> <yeah>.
4: finally, <laughs> most of this podcast is a colossal waste of time. <laughs>
3: Cut that
5: out. Do you
3: want to try that again? (laughs)
4: Will you go see them? Oh, yeah. Let's all go see them. I think we really should go. go, Can you imagine Don't Go Breaking My Heart? Oh, God, it'd be so good. Holy shit. They're still doing the moves and everything. Yeah, yeah.
3: uh, They got some bangers in their their locker. Yeah. yeah. I think we should No Encore Night Out? Yes, yeah. That would be amazing. Hashtag No Encore Does Backstreet Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my score: uh, nine out of ten (laughs) for Don't Go Breaking My Heart song of and, uh, the year <laughs> I guess like 5 out of 10 for the album it's yeah. a it's a perfectly fine pop album it, it's too long yeah. uh, I'm not that invested in it but you know fair play lads. it's like
4: 37 minutes isn't it is it maybe it's longer and maybe I read that it wrong it felt longer um, <laughs> it's a 6 out of 10 for me but an enjoyable one I think with this like they do, do they've got like the Vegas residency but I think if they hit the road properly now what this album does is it gives like the actual fans decent tracks to enjoy listening to it's, do you know what I mean it's not just the old hit so it's done what it was made to do 6 out of 10
5: I would probably go listen to Don't Go Break My Heart for a proper one, listen to Shadow for the laugh, and then don't listen to the rest of it. So I would put about like a four or five.
3: All right. Okay, fair enough. Uh, in the unlistening corner, I was uh, in a hipster coffee shop the other day, transcribing an interview, my favorite thing to do ever, and I shazammed the track that was playing overhead, and it turns out it was by a man called Christian Loffler. I could have sworn I suggested this album to you last year. If you did, I just totally ignored you. Yeah. So <laughs> That's true. the song was called "Swim," mm-hmm. and the album's called "Mare." Yeah, and I love it.
5: It's an excellent album. It's, it's really, great. really, really good. It's also
3: really good for uh, coming in on like the, the fucking bus yeah. when it's dark kinda and it's like raining. Ambient, electronic, Dublin.
5: chill out stuff. A bit like Bonobo or something like that, maybe. Um, speaking of which, my other listening this this week, I listened to Bonobo. has a new track out this month called Ebrick, which is, if you like Bonobo, um, absolutely excellent. A good bop. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's what I've been listening to.
4: Uh, I've been listening to the album from Better Oblivion Community Center, which is uh, Connor Oberst and Phoebe, mm. Phoebe Bridgers It's really good, actually. I haven't like checked in with him in a long time. It's very long of, now, isn't it? Is it? A bit too long. <laughs> I don't know. he's a bit like a dog. <laughs> when he's good, he's when he's good, he's amazing. Dog, shaggy dog, look aside. <laughs> Um, but he he's kind of like you take him in small doses, particularly with the voice. Yeah. Um, Phoebe Bridges is brilliant on that, so she kind of balances him out. The songwriting is phenomenal on it. It's like this concept album about like a dystopian wellness center thing. So it's got like Arctic Monkeys vibes, and the lyrics are great. Like it's it's like they tackle some of the themes that the nineteen seventy five were trying to do on the last album, but better.
3: Big statement. Much much wow. better. Like, Big statement. Yeah. All right. Uh, were you a bright eyes guy ever? He? No, you weren't. Never. Craig, you were right.
4: Uh, yeah, not massively But two or three of the albums I would have enjoyed Alright, I was going to ask Is your favourite Bright Eyes <laughs> song that's <laughs> a Won't work So we'll move on Oh, uh, Lua Lua's great
3: Lua's really good, yeah I think No Lies Just Love is amazing okay. uh, Astonishing song
4: um, Actually, take it easy Love No One our love, love Nothing Love yeah, Nothing, yeah, sorry That's an amazing, amazing digital song Digital Ashes Digital Earn Which is much underrated album When they released
3: two albums On the same day Back yeah. in 05 yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah I'm wide awake It's morning
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go listen to some Bright Eyes Yeah But first to exit the show. We're going to listen to Jafaris' new single Rising Star as mentioned he's choice song nominated along with Saint Sister and Comic for Causing Trouble which is a really good song whatever you think about the commercial aspect of it who cares. Uh, his new single is called Time his album's on the way and uh, we might be having him on the podcast soon. As a matter of fact uh, as I said earlier on interviews stuff can change all the time but if the, all the interviews I have lined up for the next we have a little jam packed month. We have a jam packed month. We won't throw out any names here in case something falls through, but we have a jam packed month coming up of guests, all of whom I'm very excited to talk to. Stick with the show. Do what the weekend said. Tell your <laughs> friends about it. And this is Jafaris with time. Catch you later. On
6: the way to the bottom of the big bad world, when my feet first, I don't see her. I just am her. To vote for the rich folks to pay for the unpaid? I don't want a backspace neither. I need to feed the suckers, so I need to really go global. But I don't drive no motor, man. I'm just still so local. This is me downplaying my achievements as I hear me on TV. What happened to me? I never thought I actually ever find the passion to be me. 100 like 250s in the bank on another man, another man's wallet. Sometimes the thing you need is just some time for yourself. Get up, get out, go find your peace. But you wouldn't be free. If not for he Sometimes the thing you need is just some sound for yourself Get up, get out, go find your peace But you wouldn't be free If not for he if I go other way, other way, I don't mount every day, every day. Life won't be on repeat. Won't find me on the keys. I'll be in Newton heat Getting handed a large receipt. Ain't nobody had to pay for me. Ain't nobody had to pay for me. Maybe I just need to get away from home for a while. I can feel a little bit insane if I'm inside, too know. Sometimes the thing you just some time for yourself. Get up, get out, go find your peace, but you wouldn't be free. If not for he Sometimes the thing you need is just some time for yourself. Get up, get out, go find your peace, but you wouldn't be free. If not for he too cool for the effort All that talk is expected I wanna say off record I'm about to be the man in these streets Mike OP the panda fly free Don't want bigger chains or Gucci Big money might make you the man you see You see one hell of a wise guy You got a heavily bright mind But still just set up a five guys You didn't wanna go deep But fortunately I came to mess up your sleep I came to pull off your sheets I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see you Not through the people baby Who wanna pee. You know I believe you You know I believe in you Yeah Sometimes a thing you need just some time for yourself. Get up, get out, go find your peace, but you wouldn't be free if not for he-, he. Sometimes the thing you need is just some time for yourself. Get up, get out, go find your peace, but you wouldn't be free if not for he. he.